This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hello, my hapsters. As you can see, and well, you can't see anything because this is a podcast, but as you can hear, I am a little bit under the weather. You guys, I've been sick since Monday as uh, the time that I'm recording this. It is a Thursday and I officially today got my test results back and I'm negative for coronavirus. So don't even think about it. Um, but yep, a little under the weather and I am sitting here on my couch in my underwear because I am having one of those single mom moments. I have a three and a half year old. I know I've mentioned him before, my sweet Calvin, and he has just been going through this phase where he's been begging me to rest in my bed for 10 minutes before he um, he goes into his bed and we cut it out for a while and then he was sick and he was really sick and so I let him and I, I made the mistake. I went back. I let him do it and now I'm sick <laughs> and so anyway, I didn't want to argue so he is in there with all of my podcast equipment but he's soundly sleeping which is lovely so I'm in the living room and in order to get good sound quality in the living room, I had to turn off the air conditioning So preemptively, I was like, all right, I'm just going to like get really comfy in my undies and sit on the couch. Glad you guys have a visual now. And I'm going to just feed you guys some brain candy. Okay. Let's get back on topic. Okay. Mind out of the gutter. All right. So today we're going to be talking about, I don't know, the phrase that is the death of all progress. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It sounds so innocent, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm smiling a little bit just thinking about the emotional fits that my clients have the first time I tell them. I don't know is not going to be an option for you. <laughs> One client in particular recently joked in our group coaching community, happening sessions, if you're not in there, what gives? And that being told, I don't know is not an option, was simultaneously the best and worst moment of being coached by me. After which, of course, a thread of agreement exploded in the comments. And ultimately, it turned into such a catchphrase and a joke that I had stickers made that read, Hapsters, we know that we don't, I don't know. But why? Okay, what's the harm? Well, first, we have to understand why my clients and maybe even you think that I don't know is a good answer or an answer, acceptable answer in the first place, right? Here are the only purposes that I see for I don't know. Number one is if your brain is trying to guess, assume, or understand what Byron Katie refers to as God's business, Things like, why doesn't he love me? Or why did it rain on my wedding day? Why did they have to die so young? And there are just some questions that aren't our business to answer or to solve for. And I don't know is a perfectly appropriate answer there. 
right? It's okay for our brains not to go down this rabbit hole of trying to answer a question that really does not have an answer. Number two, second uh, reason for saying I don't know is for insignificance. And this is actually the reason I think that our brain is probably designed to um, prompt us to think I don't know. It's because our brain likes to be efficient. That's actually its job, right? To become more and more efficient. And it's just saving us from draining our mental energy on things that aren't significant to us. So if your child asks you why, you know, cars have steering wheels that are made of whatever they're made of instead of like pizza, you could just be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> because you're not going to waste your brain and energy thinking about that, right? Um, that's just one example. There are plenty of other insignificant questions that, um, you know, your brain prompts you to and then promptly also tells you that you don't know. <clears throat> and number three is questions about the future when you're in the middle of processing an emotion. So this one is <laughs> a... Um, one that I added as a final addendum to the list of acceptable I don't knows in my own experience. So as human beings, we're hardwired to grow and evolve. I would argue that's our main purpose as humans, but for some annoying and also beautiful reason, we were also given feelings. Feelings for our purposes are simply vibrations in our body that are caused by our thoughts but I found in my own experience and with my clients that trying to answer questions about the future before you've fully processed an intense emotion like pain or grief or heartbreak can be a little bit reckless. So for example, if you're in the middle of going through a divorce, maybe it's not healthy for you to think and try and problem solve for what the future is going to look like exactly a year from now. Or if you've just lost a loved one, maybe planning and trying to, um, you know, move on in any way is not the best use of your time or of your brain. It's better to just kind of settle into the I don't know until the emotion has been processed all the way through. Okay. So I needed to talk that out because I don't want anyone emailing me after this episode being like, but, but I hear you. Okay. There are exceptions. These are them. These are the only ones. And now it's back to business. All right. Now, here's why I don't know is the biggest error I see you guys making. And I know in episode 12, I addressed I don't know in like a little, like couple of sentences um, in uncertainty versus certain. No, wait, which one is that? Stuck in indecision. But um, I really wanted to go deep into it because I think it's just, it can't be emphasized enough. And I find myself having to tell this to my clients every single day. One of my clients has the balls to tell me, I don't know. <laughs> so what is thinking the thought, I don't know, create? The answer is nothing. Nada for my Spanish audience. Yo sé que me oyes, Okay. <laughs> It stops you from problem solving. When you say, I don't know, it creates the feeling of confused or hopeless or defeated or indecisive. And no action that is taken from those emotions that I can think of has ever created anything badass, okay? But I don't know. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Okay, guess. 
what would you say if you did know? That's a statement that I stole from my coach who said that to me one time and it kind of like threw me for a loop. I was like, what do you mean? What if I did know? (laughs) And it was kind of like this weird moment where I was like, okay, if there was no one else that could possibly help me with this answer, I guess maybe I would guess. And it forced my brain outside of itself to like be in this different role. And it was so powerful. Like immediately some answers came to me and maybe the first one wasn't the best answer, but it was an answer. It was always a better answer than I don't know. Right. And, um, this is like a typical back and forth that I'll have with a new client. This like, but I don't know. Yes, you do. Okay. Guess. (laughs) Um, and my veterans, they know better than to tell me this. But for example, one of my clients, uh, yesterday was like, I was like, what is your client really scared of when they say they can't afford it? Right. Her product. And she was like, um, I don't know. And I was like, yes, you do. Come on. Like if you did know, or like, what would be your best guess? What do you think they could be scared of? And she starts rattling off like three different things that were spot on. And even as she was saying it, she knew that she knew. And she was kind of like shocked. She was like, where did that come from? And if I, come on, if I knew the answer, she knew. But in this conversation and in a lot of times, she's viewing me as the expert, right? Because I'm her coach. So sometimes it's the same thing too. When we're a beginner or when we're starting out something or when we have a new business, we think that the answers are outside of us and we don't think our brain knows the answer to anything yet, right? Because we're beginners. This is a really dangerous, slippery slope to go on because then we are constantly looking outside of ourselves. So imagine if I knew, she knew. She is her own target market as many of us are. But the problem was is she was used to telling herself she didn't know why she wasn't converting clients. And then her brain just accepted that answer and then signed off. It was like, okay, great. Nothing more we can do. She doesn't know. Like, bye. And it stops doing its main job, which is problem solving. Now, Once my clients get past the I don't know phase and into level two, they turn into level two, which is what I call the good student. If a good student doesn't know something, what do they do? They research. They Google it and cite sources of, but they look outside of themselves to the world, to the people of the past and the present who obviously must know more than they do. And I'm not saying that this is always bad. Of course, success does leave clues. We can borrow thoughts, which we're actually going to be talking about next week's podcast. And we can learn and we can be inspired. And that stuff is all really great. But it isn't everything. When we tell ourselves, I don't know, and only resort to consuming information, we only create more of the same. And we miss out on the most important part of any outstanding business, in my opinion, which is our own intellectual property. Okay? Intellectual property is what we refer to as 
the ideas that we stumble upon while we're practicing thinking. That sounds so stupid, (laughs) practicing thinking, but the truth is, is that most of you don't do it. You don't know how to think. You know how to look for information outside of yourself, memorize it, and regurgitate it. Thinking requires you to ask your brain questions and problem solve without looking to the world for help, right? And when you're practicing thinking, you come up with things that are dripping with your own unique flavor and perspective, right? And worst of all, when you say, I don't know, and you look outside of yourself, you're reinforcing the worst habit which is a dependency on others for not only answers, but ideas and approval. And ultimately, you're just putting a ceiling on yourself and what you can create. So I'm not talking, by the way, I'm not talking about pretending to know the answer to a question, but saying like, oh, don't never say I don't know. So if someone asks you a question that has a very specific answer, like what was our Q2 revenue? You're just like 10K? No, no, 100K. Like, no, obviously not. Here, you'd simply just say, let me check on that, right? You don't even have to say, I don't know. You just get right into action mode, right? But this episode is not talking about the set. This episode is talking to those of you who are problem solving. You're in your own businesses. You're trying new things in your business. It's about being resourceful and remembering that your most reliable and powerful resource is always your brain. And if you really don't know, cue the eye roll, shift it to number one, shift it to, I don't know yet, but here's what I'm going to do to figure it out. Number two, this is the type of answer that can only be found through process of elimination. So my best guess here is dot, dot, dot. And number three, you can hire me as your coach. (laughs) Come join Happening Sessions and I'll prove to you that when you challenge yourself, you often find that you know more than you think, okay? Have a good one, Hapsters. And if you loved this episode, please share it with a friend, okay? Like right now, go ahead, (laughs) go and click share, text it to someone or tag me on Instagram and let me know you're listening so I can shout you out on the podcast. I love to hear your guys' feedback and what your favorite episodes are. Um, You can find me at What's Happening W. Jess. And now for real, I'm going to go to bed (laughs) because (laughs) I've had about 27 cups of tea today and 17 cough drops and some soup and I am so ready to snuggle up. Don't worry, I'm moving my son to his bed (laughs) and then I'm going to take some NyQuil and pass out. All right, you guys have a great, great day. Bye.